0: Hello, my name is Michael D'Angelo. Welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Or, if you are a returned listener, welcome back. This is a ministry founded on proclaiming the gospel to the lost and exhorting Christians to remember that we have the mind of Christ. So let this mind be in you. Please make sure to like, share, and subscribe with all your friends and family. And if you would like to reach me, you can reach me at ltmbiy at yahoo.com. That's ltmbiy at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find me on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. Hello. Um, Welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm back after a couple weeks away with a special guest in studio today. Tonight, I'm continuing the study of the book of Corinthians with chapter 8. In this portion of the letter, Paul talks about an interesting problem within the local body in Corinth concerning eating meat offered to idols. There's a practical application that we can make even today with the principles that Paul lays out. So thank you for joining me for this podcast already in session. And hello and welcome back to Let This Mind Be In You. I'm Brother Michael D'Angelo here back with you on a Thursday night. It's been several weeks since uh, we've been live. Uh, That is because of some travel and also for the Thanksgiving holiday that was last week. Um, but today is Thursday, December the 2nd, and we're back in the book of First Corinthians. Now, by way of introduction, I will not be live next Thursday night as well. Um, so this Sunday, I turned the big four zero forty 40 years old. So my wife is taking me out of town uh, next thir- Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'll be over um, enjoying some time alone with my wife because my parents are down and they're going to be watching the the, uh, the kiddos. So we do not have to worry about uh, babysitter. The grandparents, grandma and pop are going to be taking um, the reins, so to speak, for three days. So we're going to get some much-needed time away by ourselves. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't feel 40 years old most days. Other days, I feel pretty old. Um, so who I'm looking at right now is who's joining me in the studio, and I'll get to that just in a moment. Um, I think you probably guess who it is, just by who's who I just said is down here, uh, who's going to watch the kids. But um, setting the world record on Let This Mind Be In You is going to be my dad um, as far as guests, but uh, we'll get to that in just one moment. First, don't forget to subscribe, like, uh, share all this. Uh, that's what I re- rely on is by word of mouth and for people to share the, uh, the the page and the videos and everything like that. So I would appreciate it if you would do such. Whether you're watching live on Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube or whether you're watching On Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook. I really do appreciate the fact that you are joining me. Uh, I see Sister Janet uh, is already joining me here on Facebook and uh, Matthew back in New Jersey is already on on YouTube. So good to see you guys. And uh, brothers and sisters are already starting to join up on there. But if you're watching on those, I appreciate that. Remember, you can always go back to the, uh, the, the video files there. You can go back and look at any of the past studies. It's all been broken down uh, by the different books and uh, What's on My Mind series. Also, the uh, seven-part Millennial Rain series, which is, um, I guess you would say, a, a good six hours maybe total. Uh, if you can get through it. Um, but uh, I'd encourage you to check that out. So, Miss Roberson, Miss Cindy, Sister Cindy, thank you for joining me as well. Thank you. They're both saying happy birthday. Sister Janet and Sister Cindy are saying happy birthday. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, it's, it's kind of weird to say that I, I'm turning 40, but here we are. Uh, but anyways, without further ado, oh, one more thing. Two more things, actually. Uh, make sure you're, you're checking out the audio versions of this, uh, the teachings. We, we go and put it posted to all the podcast platforms so you can listen to it while you're going down the road. Also, I started doing the narration, been filming that, been recording that uh, of the book of Proverbs. So be looking into that. Again, I'm not Alexander Scorby. The reason why I'm doing this is mainly for my children to see my face and to hear my voice reading them the book of Proverbs while I'm on deployment. That's why I decided I wanted to do it. I thought it would be a worthwhile endeavor. Uh, so if I mispronounce a word, sue me. Or I don't have any money, so uh, good luck trying to get anything out of that. But anyways, without further ado, I'll bring my, my dad in over here, and let's bring him on here. So my dad is here joining me in the studio, Brother Kevin D'Angelo, also known to me as my Mi Padre, uh, my father, uh, the only one that I've ever known on this earth. So it's uh, all forty years, and um, he's joining me here. And the last time I had you actually on was via Skype. We did the Three Keys of Peter. I yep. think that's the last time we we yes. are actually on together. Yes, yes. So
1: I've, I believe that to, uh, to be a fact.
0: Yes. Yeah, but um, and then several other times in studio, you've you've been on, and um, one of the one of the more popular. I guess you would say popular uh, teachings that we did together uh, was about uh, finding the, uh, God's will. Mm-hmm. So that was a very interesting one that we did um, back about almost a few years ago. It, it's hard to believe, but I've been doing this for February will be three years. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That study was out of actually 1 Corinthians. Yeah, I'm most sure. of them were. Most of
0: them, yeah. yeah. So, but we're going to get into that. And, and again, you know, we're um, we're back in 1 Corinthians. We'll be, uh, chapter 8 is very... It's relatively a short verse uh, chapter. Uh, we'll cover just a few things here in a moment on that. Uh, but uh, thank you for joining me. Thanks for coming down. You're spending a good month. We are hitting the golf course as much as we can, mm-hmm. which is great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: hitting the golf course together is great. Yes. The golf has not been great, the
0: the golf has been atrocious, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, you know, I haven't been playing all that, uh, that much in the past couple of years, but, um, you know, I think, I think you do a lot better than you give yourself credit for. I know you, you, you've been playing for a very long time, but, um, it's fun to spend time and just you know a little it bit is. of trash talking, you know.
1: Yeah, and and the golf courses are absolutely tremendous down here. Yeah, and uh,
0: in this December, and we're out on we're outside, can't beat
1: it. Yeah, up to seventy something degrees uh, the other day when we played, and tomorrow is supposed to be another nice day.
0: Yeah, I didn't even look at the weather yet, um, but I, I didn't. I noticed that it wasn't going to be raining, so that's good. Um, let's see here. Ba-ba-ba. Oh,
1: we're here. gonna play even if it's raining. Well, because I've been given a challenge. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, but we're gonna we're gonna have a good time with that. Uh, you got a chance to go out fishing, Alan, um, uh, over in Louisiana, I guess it was yep. today. So, uh, Brother Duffy got a chance to take you out there, and um, you know, you didn't catch anything, but. Well, well I you-
1: one little speckled trout he caught a couple of bass, which I was really looking forward to uh bass, mm-hmm. nor anything else but uh, a little eleven inch speckled trout it wasn't long enough to keep, so
0: yeah, and uh speckled but, trout's good eating though, oh yeah. yeah
1: yeah it it's all good eating out there probably i did we saw some red fish, but uh we didn't catch any of them yeah. the guys in the other boat across uh, uh, the way from us where we were f- for about an hour we're nailing them we're nailing them hmm. I, I, we couldn't figure it out we threw everything at them but the kitchen sink well i, I felt like using dynamite you know big explosion and <laughs> pick them up <laughs> as they're stunned
0: yeah <laughs> that's that's all you need uh, for your record is uh throwing some tnt some dynamite <laughs> into the water but uh, uh, i was fresh out yeah i fresh out <laughs> Anyways, but it's it's been good to have you guys down. Um, obviously, um, it's been let's see, almost a couple years since you even got to see the grandkids in in the, in the flesh. So I know you've been soaking that up and um, enjoying that, even when they're mm. not acting the greatest. Mm. Which is, you know, for a four and a three year old uh, is quite often. But we'll give them some slack. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So pop pop, giving the uh, grandbabies some slack here, and so mm. here's a bigger. A closer in version of you there, looking at look. At, look at, I'm just just relaxing. You know, I was thinking uh, the last time you were in the studio, this studio has really changed up oh. um, a lot. I'm not just in location, but. Um, uh, just in equipment and uh the way that it looks and the different background and everything like that. Before you were like all squeezed in here, even at, you know, five foot five or whatever you are, you were still pretty jammed in, you yeah. know. And yeah. now here we are. Look at this this wide open expanse. Kicking and, back. Kicking uh, back. God's been I mean, good. God's been good. It's,
1: oh. a, it's a great studio. Uh, I haven't been in very many studios, but this is the finest I've ever been in. Well, thank you, thank you so no much. Doubt. No doubt, God's been good.
0: Praise the Lord for that. That uh, you know, it, it's something that I really have enjoyed doing, putting together. But uh, more than anything, it's really um, obviously been about studying God's Word more and being, being about the Word. And uh, so, without further ado, let's get into First uh, Corinthians chapter eight here, and I'll just leave it on this. I'll leave it on this this uh, view right now, and then we'll look at it later on. But uh, this is uh, obviously a, a pretty big shift uh, from what uh, Paul was talking about just in the previous chapter. Now, we covered that a couple weeks ago about uh, divorce, remarriage, and things that Paul covered. But another thing that was happening uh, practically within this body apparently was eating meat offered to idols it was causing some sort of problems yeah. i mean i mean, it's it's very apparent here as we start out in verse number 1 where it says now as touching things offered unto idols we know that we all have knowledge knowledge puffeth up but charity edifieth now right away if you if you're just reading this and and not really diving into it what is this knowledge you might just pass right over it. But I think, really, this knowledge is what Paul's going to address later on in this chapter here about that just because it's offered idols doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it evil. It's just meat. But that knowledge, he says here, will puff you up. Charity edifieth. So instead of puffing you up, charity, the love for the brethren, the the real love, charity, edifieth, which... You know, and as well as I do, in being in construction, edifying is the edifice. It's the building mm-hmm. of of the body. Right. And so we see this right away that as he says, this knowledge puff is up. And if any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing yet as he ought to know. Um, I, that, that's yeah, right. Yeah. It reminds me of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, where he goes back to things that are spiritually discerned. You know these things because of, of the spirit that's in you. However, somebody that's maybe. Newer in Christ, maybe not, uh, may not have this knowledge yet, it hasn't been confirmed in their own mind,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: And, and, and the
1: thing is, uh, we know that we all have knowledge, it, it's a statement ended with a period, hmm. so therefore, everybody thinks they know, you know, what the subject's about. They everybody thinks they know, uh, they have knowledge, they ha- they have. A knowledge of something, let's right. just say, uh, let's just say computers or sound systems. Uh, well, I, I know what sound equipment looks like, but and so I know that, mm-hmm. but that knowledge doesn't go very far. Mm-hmm. Your knowledge of sound equipment is much deeper and much e- expansive than mine,
0: right? Because it's by experience, by it, experience, it, yes, all
1: kinds of different things. Sure. So we all have knowledge, period. Okay, everybody thinks they know, all right? Everybody thinks they know. But then he makes the the statement that knowledge just makes you puff yourself up. Hmm. Charity is a whole lot better. Right. All right? Because he said, if any man think that he knoweth anything, well, everybody thinks they know something, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. You know, there's a lot of people who think they're know-it-alls. And uh, man, when you're on when you're online and and uh, you're discussing a subject, everybody jumps in with their own two cents. You don't say. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I don't.
0: I don't. I don't. I haven't experienced that at all. mm -hmm. Um, I say sarcastically uh, just being in wading into the waters of just, you know, just teaching, just line upon line, just being on. You know, you get some people send you all sorts of different things. Or assuming things about you or whatever else, uh, which is they think they know, but they don't actually know. But that's, I think that's what Paul's talking about. But it says here, very, the very next verse, it says, but in verse number three, but if any man love God, the same is known of him. Again, um, God, you know, you might have a certain knowledge in something, but don't let that puff you up because anything that you have, Knowledge wise, you have of God. You have of God, and he he addresses that in the first part of the letter to the in First Corinthians chapter two. Mm -hmm. He addresses that right off the bat, and so he's making that full circle. And then he's also talking more about even in Jesus' earthly ministry when he talks about um, if if any man loved me, right, he would keep my commandments, right. And if any man, uh, I'm trying to think of the words right now, say they love me and keepeth not my commandments, you know, the love of the Father is not in him. We have the love of the Father in us. We have Christ in us, the hope of glory, the Holy Spirit. But if we're not careful, we get quickly in the flesh, and we turn that um, that liberty, so to speak, as he's going to talk about here, into just basically something that just tears people down, yeah. as opposed to oh, building them no up. No
1: doubt. I yeah. mean, the, the Corinthian church was, obviously, it was a heathen city. mm it was a heathen city before Paul got there. It was a heathen city when he was there, and he started this church. And uh, this time later on, it's still a heathen city. Uh yeah, they're they're, they're, the out in, they're totally the minority. Mm-hmm. And and another thing about, you know, food uh, offered to idols, you know, when we look in the Old Testament, I mean, the, the Jews were, were forbidden to eat certain things.
0: Sure. Oh, you yeah. know,
1: but... The heathens there in the Corinthian uh, in Corinth, they wouldn't have had that knowledge, uh, but they do know that they were offering meat to false idols. Mm-hmm. Once they became Christians, they had that knowledge. Well, right. now they know the real God because He's going to mention here about there's only one God. Sure, yeah, that and so eating the meat offered to idol doesn't mean you're going to get some kind of evil spirit coming inside sure, yeah. you. You know, and so. Uh, that is the main concern of his thought here, yeah, you know, okay, everybody's got knowledge, everybody thinks they know what they they know, mm-hmm. and uh, but you only know what you've been taught, right, so if you've been taught wrong. We we can get into all kinds of different subjects of of Christians that you know believe different things mm. about you know, like the second coming is it a pre tribulation and all the other kinds of things. Sure, and but a lot of people have been taught completely wrong. But to to uh, diss a person, not being charitable to them mm. and being mean to them, you know, you're just stupid idiot. That's what the person learned. These people are coming out of. These heathen temples. Yeah, they know what they've seen.
0: I think that's a that's a that's a very 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 good point. Um, it, talking about that because so much so much uh, can be quickly in your knowledge of God's word and being studying to show thyself approved. God's showing you different things, but then you take that and you tear somebody down that they don't have that same knowledge yet. Right? Oh boy. And so many times there's not that charity that's involved and it's just basically smacking people upside the head, yeah. which is exactly what you're talking about. That's, the pe- that's what they're
1: being accused. I mean, we know that these people were divided. They had their camps. Uh, they had their cl- cliques. There in the church,
0: yeah, the rich, deal- the poor, the yeah,
1: yeah, they're all there. So, the rich were looking down on the poor. Mm-hmm. You guys are not educated. Yeah. Oh, look at this guy over here, he thinks eating a piece of steak is gonna somehow get an evil spirit inside him. How stupid can he be? Yeah, and it, they- let me ask
0: you a question though. Speaking of that, we keep going to the meat, um, meat offered idols, but does it necessarily need to be like I understand it says, uh. Um, meat. I, I get that eating meat offered to idols. But in verse number four, as concerning therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, I know be, th- I know they offered much more oh, things yeah. than that. They, you know, they, like they offered all, all, all kinds of, the, of yeah. things. So
1: I mean, your diet would be nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what are you going to eat? I mean, probably the poorest people of the heathens. They probably brought their tomatoes and and whatever they grew in their garden and sure. and then somebody else had a little bit better uh income and they had some animals and they could bring an animal and, right. i mean i mean anything could have been offered babies i mean well, we we know they you know the heathens offered their children up to moloch and yeah. and, and other things and so uh I don't advocate eating children but right. of course a lot of things were offered to idols
0: Yeah. And And I think that's the point there. Like there was just so much confusion over it that Paul was just basically getting people to just understand that. Look, I get it. If somebody comes over and it says, where did you get that that piece of meat or where did you get that grain from or whatever else? Uh, you probably got it for a little bit cheaper if it was, you know, sold out the back of the temple, so to speak, because the gods certainly weren't eating it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they just took it and they probably sold it on the black market or at a at a reduced price because it's been sitting out all day, and so the poorer people could probably afford meats or like actual grain and and, and different yeah. things, and I think that's what you were trying to. We were talking beforehand before we started the broadcast that that's probably what people keyed in on. They're like, oh. You know how is it that you have this type of food? Oh, that was offered to idols, and that that was the causing the division. But let's let's keep keep going here because you yeah. you already mentioned the point where it talks about that um, anything offered to idols necessarily isn't a thing because there's only one God. It says as concerning verse number four, the therefore the eating of those things that are offered in sacrifice unto idols, we know we know that an idol is nothing in the world. It's just a piece of stone or whatever else. That's it and that there is none other god but one. Hear, O Israel, you know, there is one but one god. Amen. and All that kind of things. For though uh, there be that are called gods, Paul on Mars Hill. Little g. Yeah, look at all these gods here, whether in heaven or in earth. You know, they talked about Poseidon and all these other types sure. of uh, gods. Zeus. Sure. And there be gods many and lords many. <laughs> like as Paul said on Mars Hill, here's an unknown god. You, you guys even sacrifice to the unknown god. It's it's ridiculous. And we knew that there was um, uh, worship of very many gods. I, I remember being in uh, the south of Spain there and being in a Roman village. You know the um, uh, the ruins, and there's three temples, and they worship three different gods there. And and I, it, it took me back, you know, almost two thousand years. What they were, they were just worshiping stone. And the stone idols that have been broken down and everything like yeah, that, they're whatever, nothing.
1: Whatever they, whatever their concept of God was.
0: Their knowledge sure, of God. Their knowledge. Yeah, I think of uh, Acts 17 where he talks about, you know, birds and different things yeah. like that. They worship those things. But anyways, mm-hmm. but to us, verse number six, this is the key point. There is but one God, the Father of whom are all things and we, now I thought this was interesting. I wrote, I had I highlighted this. I just uh, put a little pencil mark under this, and we in Him. Now I've been t- teaching through the the uh, you know the, the Paul's letters to the churches, and it talks about many multiple times in Him, in Christ, in you know, we are in His body, we are the body of Christ, we are in Him. Amen. Uh, Ephesians three, you know, the Father of us all, who is in us all, and then I look at this and I say, hmm, here is the biblical Godhead once again shown. Because to, to us there is but one God, these three are one, we know that, the Father of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ by whom are all things, and we by him. For by grace are you saved through faith, right, in him, right? that That, that is the, the mechanism because God manifest in the flesh came and right. died and shed his blood for the remission of sins. And um, I looked it up, in Christ, in the Paul's letters, um, if you don't cl- count Hebrews, which I don't, Um, 74 times it mentions in Christ, in his letters, in Christ, because we are in him. We are his body and he is in us. It's just a fascinating thing. And then in him, you look at second Corinthians, um, the, which we'll get to, uh, eventually when we get to second Corinthians, but chapter one, verse number 19 through 22, I wanted to turn over there real quick. I wrote down just a few of these passages just to kind of just briefly hit on this. Sure. Um, It's theological mucilage.
1: Yeah. Repeat it over and over. The stick.
0: Yeah. Second uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse number 19 through 22, where it says here For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, even by me and Silvanus and Timotheus, was not yea and nay, but in him was yea. Okay, For all the promises of God in him are yea, and in him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Now he which established us with you in Christ and hath anointed us. I thought that was interesting too. You're anointed with a spirit. Uh, anointed us is God. Is God. Mm-hmm. Hero Israel, there is one God who hath also sealed us. Now look at that. Well, you look at Ephesians, which uh, chapter one and verse number thirteen. Who has sealed us with a, the you know, Holy Spirit, right, right. Uh, until the day of redemption? Sealed us, established you, anointed us. Is God who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. The yes. same thing that He talks about in Ephesians which chapter I, one, the earnest payment. And that's just something that kind of stuck out to me. But we in Him, and once again, it shows you know the Father. Uh, it, it shows uh, the Son and the Holy Spirit. All, all these three are one. We know that the Spirit is in us. We know we are sealed by the Spirit. But it's not a contradiction to say the Father is in us. That's right. And it's not a contradiction to say that Christ is in us. No. And it's just something fascinating. Uh, I got a couple other ones for those that are watching online. Want to write down some verses? Second Corinthians chapter five and verse twenty-one, uh, which is another part of the uh, um, in Him. Ephesians chapter 1, as we just got done mentioning, verses 4 through 10, Philippians 3, 9, and then, of course, Colossians. Colossians really hits on, you know, who, who is it, him is all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And Colossians chapter 1, verse number 19, and then 2, uh, uh, verses 6 through 10. But getting back to this, I just wanted to re- briefly go on to that again, because I, when, I, when it stuck out to me, the Father, God the Father, Of whom are all things, and we in Him. It also reminds me how Christ says we are in His hand, right? And He is, you know, we are in the Father's hand as well. Sealed by the Spirit. Sealed by the Spirit, and there, there it is. So fantastic thing. How be it? Verse number seven. There is not in every man that knowledge. That's the point. They don't know it. Yeah, they are spiritually, uh, they are natural men, as he mentions in First Corinthians 2.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's talking about lost people here. Right.
0: Too. Yeah, I was getting to that, too. But he's also speaking about things that they weren't able to, um, he wanted to bring them more meat, spiritual meat, but right. they were still babes in Christ. Absolutely. And that's what you're talking about. Don't have that knowledge yet. They're still babes in Christ. So you don't force feed You know, babies, right? Yeah, hot dogs. (laughs) You don't want to.
1: We tried that with you, but
0: did you? Didn't work. Well, that's what that's what happened to me. Look at look at this. So, anyways, force force feeding me hot dogs. Yeah. (laughs) People wonder how and why I am the way I am. Let me get up here. This is why I am the way that I am. Is uh, this guy right here? Okay. Anyways. All right, all right. Getting back to this, but howbeit, there's the you know the they don't have this knowledge for some with conscience, okay, or just the the head knowledge, or the the awareness of the idol. of the idol unto this hour eat it as things offered unto an idol. They're with, like mm. which in their conscience
1: is is seared. Mm-hmm. You know they believe that it's a sin. Remember, anything not of faith is sin, and even. <laughs> It's hard to say this, but even though it's not, but if a man believes that it is yeah, and he does it, yeah. he then he is committing sin, yeah, because it's not a faith; it's not right of he's sinning against his own conscience.
0: Yeah, and and Paul does address that, right? Yeah, uh, Romans seven. Yep, I believe it is Romans seven or somewhere around in there. But no, that's a great point. And then another thing too. I think this is a fascinating thing that I've been talking about with a lot of people, especially um, teaching over there in community, is this idea that Christ or God sees it as sin, as opposed to that we see things as sin, and they are actually sin to us, like you just mentioned. Mm -hmm. When Christ looks at us, Pop, you know this as well as I do, there is no sin account. There is no sin that he sees because we are clothed in his righteousness. We're white as snow. White as snow. And that's how we are presented one day. Now, in this flesh, Paul says, dwelleth no good thing. You know, mm-hmm. We, in our own conscience, in our own mind, our little s spirit, right, right. as we've, I've talked to you many times, we have the knowledge that we committed that. And whether it's a sin to this other brother, it may not be eating meat. This mm-hmm. is a perfect example. In their mind they're like, "Oh yeah, I think this is a sin. In my conscience is telling me it's a sin, but I'm going to do it anyways." Who has the knowledge of that? Now one day Christ is not going to you're not going to stand before Christ and Christ is going to be like, "Remember that one time you did that sin over here because Christ is never going to bring your sin up ever again." Amen. But you know it in this life. And that's what it talks about, destruction of this body. It, it actually is was doing something to this body of Christ there, this local body of oh, believers. It
1: was separating them.
0: Separating and causing division, which Philippians 2 comes into mind. Mm-hmm. If there's any division, there's anything contrary, it's of the flesh. Yeah. And there it is. There's the struggle between the flesh and the spirit. So anybody that's been listening to, like, please understand that it's not about of course, there's no such thing as sinless perfection in this life. Paul, which would be our standard, I guess you would say, as a man, claimed that there was no good thing that dwelleth in him, and everything that he wanted to do, he found himself not doing, and so forth and so on. He struggled in the flesh as well as we do. But it's to die to self and to try to live in that spirit and understanding who you are actually in Christ gets you back into that fellowship so do we have to constantly ask for forgiveness of sins? Your sins are forgiven, folks. And uh, just, uh, just the other day I read a, a post online. And somebody was getting tore down. Well, of course you have to confess your sins. You have to continually confess your sins. It's like, okay. In your mind, you need to make sure you get back into fellowship, and you know you sinned,
1: right.
0: so stop doing it. Don't use that knowledge, that, uh, that grace that's been abounding as an occasion to the flesh, okay? But other than that, though, as far as Christ is concerned, there is no sin. Right. Because he sees his righteousness.
1: And and the Father doesn't see it either.
0: Yep. These three are one. All right. Amen. Okay. All right. All right. And it, says, uh, it says, and defiled. The conscious being weak is defiled. But meat commendeth us not to God, for neither... If we eat, are we better? Neither. If we eat not, are we the worse? And that's there you go. There, that's the argument
1: that they were having. the The, the spiritual ones there in the Corinthian church were saying that these people were morons. They're dumb because they're they're not eating uh, meat offered to idols because they think it's going right. to affect them in some way. And the other people say, "Well, these guys think they're so super spiritual," and yeah. and and, and it, that's the verse. That we ought to—that's key here, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, because some people were thinking that not eating the meat they were better, right? And some of them who were eating the meat thought they were better. Yep. And those two—those pla- two things are not going to meet in the yeah. middle.
0: Yeah, isn't that fascinating? <laughs> isn't that fascinating? And again, I get came, coming back to this. Philippians two says, "If there's any division." Is that of the spirit or of the flesh? Amen. And you know the flesh is involved in it every single time. And so Paul simply says, if we eat, uh, are we the better? Neither, if we eat not, are we the worse? It does not matter. But they were buttonheads heads over, like he said. But take heed. The yeah. very next verse. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Yeah. Now, there's where it comes down. Now, first of all, this idea of I'm the stronger brother and you're the weaker brother. If I if I come into this conversation going, uh, in my spirit here, uh, in my own self, I'm like, <clears throat> I better be gentle with this weaker brother here. It's already wood, hay, and stubble that's going to get burnt up, okay? Don't think you're spiritual because you think you're the stronger. Paul, that's what Paul's saying here. L- listen, if you're starting out a conversation saying you're the stronger brother, you need to check. Yeah. You need to check. You check yourself. But take heed, lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Paul does acknowledge that those babes in Christ that were struggling with this were the weaker. But just like the Bible talks about the weaker vessel being the the lady, it has nothing to do with a degradation of them, right? But how you handle them as a precious object, right?
1: Exactly right.
0: And that how, of course, ladies, for the most part, are going to be weaker physically. But that's not the, the, the point that Paul's right. trying to make. It's how you handle this brother, treat them as a brother, treat them as the weaker vessel with care, charity and care and lovingness and how you're not trying to break them. But what do we do? What do we do in the body of Christ all the time? Because we get into the flesh, we break people all the time. Mm-hmm. And boy, is that convicting to me over many, many years of just basically saying, oh, I know this, this is right, time to break some heads. And I would literally do that and and thinking that I was accomplishing something for Christ. But to be honest with you, Pop, that stuff's going to get burnt up one day. Uh, yeah. that's That's the wood, yeah. hay, and stubble and while i thought that i was doing something that was accomplishing something for christ it's looked at as wood hay and stubble that's just going to be burnt yeah. to toast and we've gotten to a point so much that
1: even when you see a brother uh stating something that is doctrinally wrong even if you even if you have the right spirit oftentimes and you say sure well well let me ask you something about that uh what about this yeah. and the, then they get the, offended.
0: Thus it the scripture. See, I think then, I think that that's also addressed that if they are offended, you didn't cause the offense, right? They are offended in their own spirit because they're getting pricked. Yeah, in you're heart.
1: Ju- yeah, you're judging me. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so I, I obviously, that that's a totally different thi- thing. But if I'm causing the offense, that's what it's talking about. As right. as and so there is a, I guess we would say, a fine line. But if you go into the situation being spirit-led and saying, hey, thus saith the Scripture, brother, I love you. You're, you're off in this one thing, and let me show you why. Here, saith the Scripture, and they get offended. They're not getting offended at you. Guess who they're getting offended at? The Spirit who wrote this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they are in Christ, God will deal with them. God will judge. He will take of all that stuff. They can claim that you're the one that's causing offense, and he's like, well, I... I'm sorry you feel that way. I'm I'm really not trying to cause you offense here, but this is what the word of God says. I think that that's judged by Christ as being right um the the way to go about
1: things. So don't be a stumbling block.
0: Yeah. And stumbling block is used many times. Oh yeah. Uh, I think of the to the Jews a stumbling block. Jesus Christ was the biggest stumbling block of them all. Yeah. Yeah, and for a great reason. They had a lot of knowledge of Jehovah, right? Mm -hmm. They were given the oracles of Scripture. They were given all these prophets. They were given all these different things, and they stumbled over them. Guess what we do? We're given the perfect Word of God that's preserved, and His Spirit in us, which is a better advantage than anybody had in the Old Testament. Amen. The sealing of the Spirit, the teaching, the confirmation of these things, and guess what we do all the time? Toss stumbling blocks all over the place. Yeah. So I just something to be take heeding about in verse number nine. Verse number ten for if any man see thee which hath knowledge, sit at meat in the idols' temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? Now this is by simulation. They see what they perceive to be a maybe it is a a stronger brother in Christ. And a this ma- is the conscience.
1: Ma- a mature brother.
0: Yes, a mature brother, and they say, Hmm. Okay, well, I'm gonna he's doing it, so I'm gonna go do it. But deep down in their conscience, they're still going, Hmm, boy, I'm having a trouble with this. You're causing the you're causing the stumbling block, and that's what he's talking about. That's right. And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. And now obviously, this is not talking about physically perish, but there is something to the mental state of weaker brethren. And by I say weaker, again, the the babes in Christ, the ones that don't have this knowledge yet, they haven't been taught. And they're going to perish. And what do we see so many times? I understand standards, and I think that standards are good. We are to be set apart, right? We are supposed to be ambassadors, representation of a heavenly country. But a newfound uh, babe in Christ, we can destroy that, that newfound brother and sister to where they perish, for whom Christ died and redeemed them and made them a new creature in Christ. And then that's not an excuse, but a lot of times they don't want to have anything to do with bodies of believers, local bodies of believers. Yeah. Boy,
1: OK, Every time
0: yeah. I go in there, I'm just getting my head smashed in, I'm like, Ugh. hey, and that's just again, standards are excellent, because standards keep us from the boundaries that keeps us away from the ledge. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense right if i if i'm if I know that this is a boundary that's thus saith the Lord and I set a standard that's further back from that, that's to say, wait, I'm not going to try to toe that line because I know what's on the other side of that I'm going to set a standard to where I don't get to up to that perimeter that's okay,, mm-hmm. and that's fine, and that's absolutely good, however, don't be crushing people over top of the head with your standards and all these things right off the bat that's the liberty, the liberty, yes. Right. That's and I think, I think people make too much of this. I, I think they really struggle over this because I think they just don't get this charity doesn't puff up, charity edifieth. Is what you're doing trying to build that person up or break them down? Mm-hmm. So let's finish this up. For whom Christ died I think is a very excellent question in verse number 11. But when ye sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. Now, once again, Christ doesn't see the sin, but Pop, as we were talking before we started here, you do do damage to the body of Christ. Right. That local body will suffer for that. And, it's, and I think that's what it is. You sin against Christ, or in other words, you sin against his body. You do damage to the body of Christ. Of course. So, anyways, let's finish off with verse number 13. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. And there it is. Paul knew he had the liberty. Uh, what's the verse? Um, all things are lawful to me.
1: But not all things edify.
0: Yeah, or expedient. Or expedient. Yes, or expedient. And I think that's the that's the key phrase. And I think, I really do think that if we could get that, that spirit, that humble Christ-like spirit, um, so many times, I think I've even mentioned this to you, you think about what Christ went through in this life. Just imagine the, the God of this universe that humbled himself and took on the form of a servant that says in Philippians 2, he knew the thoughts and intentions of people's hearts. He really did. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about going around being vexed all the time? He knew that these Pharisees, and he called them out on it all the time, but you have to imagine this is God manifesting in flesh. So if we were to be like Christ, so many times Christ could have just spoke a word and just eradicated everybody right mm-hmm. He created all things by him all things consist consist
1: mm-hmm.
0: now, let this mind be in you, and so many times we don't and so you that's know. just one of the points I wanted to make on this very short chapter um, but um, any any final thoughts you want to have on uh, chapter eight there no it's uh, it's pretty cut and
1: dry um
0: well, I know you guys went through it up there in uh, Has- yeah, in Hazard. Yeah,
1: we got done with uh, First Corinthians. Uh, I don't know, three months ago or so, four months ago, and then we're in the Second Corinthians. But uh, it's just the uh, w- w- try not uh, or don't be in offense because you're not just you. Don't, if you lived on an island, you can offend yourself all you want, right? You can do anything that you want while you're living on an island, but as the scripture tells us, that no man's an island. Right. And what we do affects other people. Now, we have the liberty to eat meat, but as I use as an example all the time, if I'm having you over for dinner and your conscience is, is against eating things offered to idols... Well, like you said, man, grain is offered us, right, apples, pears, yeah, yeah. uh vegetables, uh all kinds of things. I'm gonna have to rack my brain to figure out what I'm gonna feed you. You might just get bread and water.
0: You might just, but um uh, I like you like you were just kind of saying though, I think with the spirit of of at least trying with that brother and saying, Hey, look, um what are some things that you would like for me to make or so yeah, forth and so on. Absolutely. What, what, what did you like? And so many th- things. Like I said, practically speaking, um, I don't think anybody's struggling with eating meat offered to idols right now. But there's a lot of things in this life that we may for or see as liberty type items, right? And so that's why the practical application is for today is just when you're dealing with those within the body. First and foremost, this is the a key phrase that I I, I kind of use all the time, is, but if you're going to do this, you have to know the people that are in your body. Mm-hmm. You have to get to know the people. You have to understand where they're at, and that's seeing people's ends of their conversation. It's not checking in on a Sunday morning for an hour and then, you know, yeah, I'm part of that body. You're really not a part of that body. You need to get to know people, understand what makes them tick, uh, really understand where they're at maybe in their spiritual life. Mm-hmm. Kind of ask questions like you talk about all the time. Just ask a question and see where, the, see where they're at. If, they're, if they don't know an answer to a fairly what you would consider a fairly simple question, you shouldn't be diving into meat at that point, right? Right. You need all to milk. Eat? Yeah, you need to kind of pare it back off or else you're going to do some damage. And I think that's a, a, a very good thing. And, and I, I just want to say thanks. I mean, I, it was a very short chapter. It uh, wasn't a whole lot to cover, but we did 45 minutes. It's been 45 oh, minutes.
1: Oh, goodness. Yeah, well, you know, we, I think I mentioned the, about the, it, elsewhere in the scriptures, in the Book of Romans, it talks about uh, some people eating meat is wrong. Some people are vegetarians. I had a have a good friend, you know Brother Steve. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, I played golf with him all the time. He's a strict 100% vegetarian. Mm-hmm. But when we got, went out and played golf, you know, I'd stop at the clubhouse and I'd say, it's, Brother Steve, I say, hey, Brother Steve, it's uh, someone sort of came for you to eat a hot dog. Oh, go right ahead, man. It's your yeah. <laughs> go right ahead. Yeah,
0: and, and there but, is there is something of maturity, spiritual maturity, to that por- that side of it as well, right?
1: Right, right. right. Very. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and eat. Go ahead and eat a you know uh, a hot dog if you want. Uh, I mean, if he got offended over it, man, I'd be. I guess I'd be picking up a bag of potato chips or something.
0: Okay. Well, something,
1: something that ain't meat.
0: Yeah. No, I and mean, I think that's 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 a great point, and it, and again, it's a it's simple to say, because the word of God is very 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 clear on this, right? It's 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 black and white. Where we just read thirteen verses in chapter eight that basically just said everything that we've been talking about. It's the doing, oh, it's yeah. the walking in that, and how are we to walk in that, brother Mike? You know how how can we walk in that? Well, you and your flesh aren't going to, because as we go right back to that first verse. Uh, knowledge puffs up very quickly. You could be puffed up, no big headed on things yeah. very, very quickly in your flesh. That's why Paul tells us to die daily. He has to die daily. We have to die daily because this flesh yeah. is wicked. Amen. Amen. And, um, in fact, check out the, uh, what's on my mind when I talked about desire, it's something really popped out to me when it says they, they desire the weak and beggarly things of this world. That's what your flesh wants to do. It desires that. Yep. It desires things that makes it feel good.
1: That's it. I, and, and
0: I have nobody, this knowledge. And you nobody don't.
1: nobody had to teach you it. Nope. You yeah. have to exercise <laughs> my yourself three-year-old. on the godly.
0: <laughs> Just look at my three-year-old. Yeah, I
1: know. <laughs> nobody has to teach him that stuff. I know you no. guys didn't teach him that stuff. No. But, uh... But the fact of the matter is, that's what his flesh is, and uh, that's that's the battle of, you know, bringing his will into what is right and yeah. exercising unto godliness. Yeah, you know, yeah, we're all we're all gold medal winners if it was a sport in doing sin.
0: Yeah,
1: then what had to teach us? Yeah, it's just a natural thing. Yeah, but to do godliness, yeah, man, it's. I'm looking at your 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 stair stepper over there, and you yep. the know that's
0: you got to work out.
1: You got to work out, man, yep. and, and uh, there's sweat involved, and there's tears, and after you're done, there's, sometimes there's pain involved in yep. it. Sure, but but you have to exercise yourself to godliness. and yeah,
0: and that's the other thing of like not only just dying to self, but Paul says reckon yourself dead, because the the person that you were born into this world, for all intents and purposes. Is dead. We are buried in Christ, yeah. right? Like so, we are raised as a new creature in Christ. We are we are born again. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. It's just us recognizing that fact. Mm-hmm. And so many times we forget. That's why we need to reckon. You know, um, I, I I think of the word reckon as a southern term. I reckon I better go do this. It's like you have to think about it, right? It's the same thing. You have to reckon yourself yeah, that, dead. You have to it. really. Really dwell in that spirit and know the fact that you who you are in Christ. And so many times we forget, but praise be to God that uh, He doesn't forget His promises that He won't remember our sins, amen. That uh, we're clothed in His righteousness, anyways. All right, look, thanks, Pop. Thanks for joining me again. I know it was a little bit short, it was a little bit short notice as well, but um, I love you, man.
1: Well, I. We drove uh, 1,300 miles to be on the show, so yeah. <laughs> we must like it.
0: Yeah, I'll uh, <laughs> tell all your friends. Look at that. world! I mean, 1,300 miles, folks. All right, let me get back up over here to the thing. All right. All right. I'm going to mute you here, Pop. Well, folks, uh, we're not going to – I don't think there's going to be any kind of uh, – I don't think there was very many comments here. Just a few little happy birthdays and truth. Uh, Brother Dan is on there spain, saying truth. Not sure when he made that comment, but we'll figure it out. I don't know how Brother Dan. I'm gonna we'll bring you back in here. I don't know how Brother Dan's. He must be watching on his phone because he's at uh, the football game.
1: It well, he might be. It's it's b- definitely better than watching football.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And,
1: and we didn't catch anything today, Dan. Either. So. No.
0: Yeah. Well, if Brother Duffy, if you do watch this later on, thanks for taking Pop out. I really appreciate it because I don't. Sorry. I know we're going down another rabbit trail, but I don't like to fish. I, I really never have. I mean, I went out as a kid with you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just, to me, it was. it's just, I don't know. Some people love it. Hey, to it each its own. But we'll go play some golf tomorrow, and Amen. I'll enjoy that, Amen. even though I stink. All right. Anyways, hey, love you in the Lord. Uh, God bless you for joining me. Thank you for uh, being back. And remember, next week, I won't be back on uh because I'll be celebrating my birthday with my bride and uh as we go over to Alabama. Oh, Dan said he did not go. Well good. Yeah. You can you know like, you don't get uh drinks spilled on you if you're, you watch it from home at least, you know so it's a lot <laughs> yeah anyways. Boy, yeah. All right. Anyways love you in the Lord. Uh but like I said won't be back next Thursday. But following that Thursday, Lord willing, uh we'll be in chapter nine. So be studying ahead if you're wanting to. Um, where Paul's talking about some different things. Brings in Barnabas here, which is an interesting character. I like talking about him. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dive into chapter 9 next time. So anyways, God bless you. Love you in the Lord. Like I said, please tell everybody you know about the, uh, about the program. Um, that's the only way the word gets out. So I would appreciate it if you did that. Just like, share, subscribe, do all those different kinds of things. Loving Lord, remember, let this mind be in you. Have the mind of Christ today. God bless you. Goodbye for now.